Hello and welcome back for the third lesson of AdTech for Beginners. I'm Bhavya, your host and tutor, and it's good to be back with you guys again for another episode. In our last lesson, we had Critter's front-end engineer, Manvi Singh, join us for a discussion on the AdTech supply chain, where we cover different players in the chain that contribute to the supply and demand of ad space. It'll just be me and you guys this time though, and I'm going to be talking about a topic that completely fascinated me when I first started learning about advertising technology. That topic is targeting. So, definitions first. Targeting is simply a mechanism by which a brand can aim its ads at the people most likely to use its products and services. In advertising, we usually call these people the audience, and the ideal audience for a product or service will be defined by the brand since they know best about their offering and who that offering is intended to cater to and benefit. Anyone can be targeted with digital advertising, really, as long as they're in front of some kind of device, be it computers, mobile phones, or even smart televisions. In traditional advertising, like billboards or regular television for instance, the audience is more broad. Anybody who views a brand's ad on a billboard or on TV would be part of the audience. Through digital media though, brands have the opportunity to be much more specific and narrow their audience down. For example, let's say I've come up with a new hot chocolate mix that is vegan, gluten-free, soy-free and nut-free. My audience could consist of A, anybody that loves chocolate, really, B, cafe owners who are looking to add some allergy-friendly options to their menus, and also C, maybe health enthusiasts that would like natural options for some good old hot chocolate. Now you might be thinking, why do I need to target my audience in the first place? I mean, the more people that know about my product, the better, right? Absolutely, but only if awareness is my primary goal and if I have an unlimited budget. If I'm spending money on a campaign to let users know my product exists, I could actually advertise my product to everybody. But if I'm a business on a budget, which most brands are, I would want to narrow my audience down to just the people who are most likely to buy my hot chocolate mix and that helps me to get the most bang for my advertising buck. In addition to this, targeting also helps us to compare ad performance among different sets of audiences. We'll cover more about measurement in a later lesson, but this kind of comparative measurement is basically a very important part of running a campaign and gauging its effectiveness. Yet another reason to target ads to specific audiences is to avoid ad fraud. For instance, if I have targeted my campaign towards users in a particular country and my ads are being clicked on more than just a couple of times by users in other countries, that would be a red flag. I would want to look into that and figure out how and why my ads are being shown to users that aren't supposed to be seeing them in the first place. Overall, Targeting just helps make marketing efforts so much more efficient and customers would also be happy seeing more relevant ads. Now that we've covered why targeting is essential to a good marketing strategy, 
What are some targeting parameters that advertisers can use? In other words, what characteristics can I target by? For starters, I can target by geography, and this is by far the most popular targeting feature. Most platforms will have options to pick some combination of countries, states, cities, zip codes, and designated market areas. I can even pick IP ranges or lat-long coordinates with a radius around them that users should fall within. I can also target by time. For example, if I have a campaign that should only run from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m., 12 p.m. to 2 p.m., 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., and only on weekdays, meaning those hours that people will be commuting or on lunch break, I can use time targeting to achieve this. Mm, what else? Oh yeah, I can also target by the source of the user. Maybe I want users that are only on mobile devices, or maybe I'm okay with smart TV, desktop, and tablet devices as well. Maybe I should show my ads to only those users that are browsing on websites and not on mobile apps. I could even pick specific publishers or exchanges whose users I'd like to show my ads to. If I wanted to, I could also show ads to users that have previously interacted with my product or another ad of mine. This is called retargeting. I'll give you the most common example. Have you ever browsed on Amazon for any product, let's say a pair of headphones? You had not purchased the product, but moved on to browse elsewhere off of Amazon on other websites for other material. Over there, you still ended up seeing ads for the same headphones from Amazon, almost like a reminder to go back and buy the product. That, my friends, is retargeting. Aside from these, there are also more user-specific targeting options, such as user age, gender, and topics of interest, like politics, health and fitness, music, and so on. There is also an industry standard set of categories under which ads and sites can be classified, and this helps to match the right ads with the right sites. Phew, lots of information, right? I've just got a little bit more for you, and then we're done. So hang on, I want to brief you a little bit on how targeting actually takes effect. In our first lesson, we talked about how a demand player or advertiser receives a request for an ad from the supply player or publisher. That request will contain certain parameters that an ad should fulfill for it to be shown to the user for whom that request was generated. It can contain information about where the request is coming from, like the website, the IP address, the country, and city. It can have the category of the website, the dimensions that the ad space measures, and also user-specific information like the age, gender, and interests. Each of these is like a checkbox that the ad must tick off for it to be eligible to be served for this request. An ad, on the other hand, can also have any number of targeting parameters set from the list that we just covered, like the geography, time, preferred supply source, and other characteristics. The method by which an ad is shortlisted as a response to a request can vary ever so slightly between platforms, but the underlying process is usually this. When a request comes in, 
all the ads that are live and available on the platform are taken into account. Then, the first checkbox for the request is evaluated and any ads not matching this checkbox are dropped. The same is done for the next checkbox in the request and the next and the next until all checkboxes are ticked off. At the end of this filtration process, usually only one or a couple of ads remain. Going by this process, the likelihood of an ad getting shortlisted for a request actually decreases as more targeting parameters are set for that ad. For this reason, targeting parameters are used somewhat sparingly and in combinations. This gives the ad fewer hoops to jump through before being shortlisted and shown to the user. Okay, that marks the official finish line of my spiel on targeting for digital advertising. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to get in touch, you can email us with your feedback. It's contact at critter, K-R-I-T-T-E-R dot I-N, or you can find us on Twitter at Tweeting Critter. I'm Bhavya Ramaramanujan, and this was the third lesson of Ad Tech for Beginners by Critter Software Technology.